crazy about here is that like if you're a freshman here, you're gonna train with like about ten Olympic medalists in the same pool. And you're gonna like train with them. You you're gonna talk to them. You're gonna like they're like human, and you're gonna feel it. And it's like pretty cool. Um, and then yeah, of course, like the level of practice is just insane. Welcome to Social Kick. I'm Brian Lundquist. We got a really full crew: Luke Paddington, Dr. John Mullen, and joining us, coming off an ultimate weekend of dual meet swimming, ASU guys Grant House, Leon Marchand. What's up, boys? Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you, dude. I mean, first, Leon, do you have like an NIL deal that? stipulates that you get paid out every time you break an NCAA record. Is that why you tried to do it in dual meet? <laughs> I wish I had one, but <laughs> no, I don't. No, seriously. Like, um, I think across the board, that was what, a, what an ultimate statement for being the, the number one team in the country. And I mean, no, no shade, but like we talk a lot about that in college swimming, how much do the rankings matter? And, you know, you guys really showed out over the course of two days and I think in a really impactful way for the sport of college swimming, but in the sport of swimming in general, and also just up against two programs that have dominated the conference and, and the NCAA for, for, for many years. And um, that's got to be such a huge thing, but I, I want to get into the, the weekend itself, but off the top, man, I, I have to ask Leon, your eighth swim of the weekend and your fourth swim of the day, you came out with the ultimate power move, setting an NCAA record, beating the previous record holder in the lane next to you in a dual meet. <laughs> that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like what, please tell me like how, how that came about and what your thoughts were on your racing. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was crazy. That was a crazy weekend for like, the entire team, like not only me, um, but yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm working very hard for that, for like doing like a lot of events in the same day, um, and yeah, I think breaststroke is like not too bad for me. It's like pretty easy to like recover after like a good race of breaststroke. Okay. So after like those three races, I was more warm up than like actually like tired. So uh, that's why I was very good on the two AM two uh, on on Friday. Um, and then the forum was, yeah, crazy. <laughs> Man, Grant, I need your reaction to this too, because you're a solid 200 breaststroker. Do you feel like you're fresh after a 200 breaststroke? No, 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 no. I was not fresh, but it's just easier for me to do a 200 breast than 200 flyer, for example. But. Yeah. The reaction to the team. I mean, uh, you guys, I know maybe weren't fully rested, uh, for, for this weekend, but you know, clearly in a different place than, you know, Stanford and Cal were, uh, but all that said, such depth across the board uh, and such consistent performances that is really showing the growth of the program. What? T tell me about kind of what the team's expectations were coming into this weekend with a, yeah. like a really big opportunity against these teams at home. Yeah, I think the the thing was like different was the mindset uh, because we were just going to like for PB, like each one of us were going for a PB on each swim. Uh, even if we didn't race that much, race that much, uh, we were setting up. So we were like going really for the fight. Uh, and that was great. We just like execute the plan, like step by step. And everyone was just like focused on himself and what we were needed to, to do for like winning. So 
that was just great. Like the team was just great this weekend. I want to get back to um, that 4am though. I mean, you said you were f you felt kind of fresh for it or, you know, not as tired as one would be. And it's, it's been noticed one of the most difficult events to swim and race. We've asked the question 200 times. 400 IM is most of the time all the way up there. Talk to me how you felt in that 400 IM. I saw the race two different angles. You look good yeah. and solid. How did you feel during the race? Um, during the race, I was just thinking about like touching the wall as far as I, as I could. Uh, even like in the very first part of the race, like the fly was yeah. just like 25 by 25. Um, so I was my speed was like 48.7, which was so good, actually, like faster than last time. Um, and then I was just going for it. Um, I didn't think I was that fast during the race. Uh, but then I saw like cow swimmers. I was like, I saw like feet of like swimmers in front of me. I was like, damn, uh, I must be pretty fast. And then I just gave everything in the freestyle. <laughs> and then I touched and I saw 331. I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like racing, like catching up and catching your feet and, and t taking the lead and being ahead? Or do you do you also go faster somebody next to you to get you past that level? Or does it matter? No, I wish I could fight a little bit more with someone else uh, because I know I can be way better when someone is like beside of me. Uh, like at Walls with Carson, uh, like, I can, yeah, I think everyone can be way better when there was like a good fight in the race. But also it's good for me to like focus on my lane and I'm just not watching anything else. I'm just on my land, focused on the wall. And that makes me, yeah, I, I, I guess I improve a lot while doing that. So Maybe if you could talk a little bit more about the, the first meet against Stanford um, and maybe how, how the team prepared for that and what the team's overall thoughts were after that first day. So after Stanford? Yes. Yeah. So we did a really good, good job uh, on the first day. Uh, and we knew that... The day after was going to be like uh, more hard for us because Cal is supposed to be better uh, at the time. So we were like just focused on ourselves and every, everyone was just so happy about the first day. And we were just like everyone went to sleep early. Everyone was just trying to get better in one day. Uh, and I think we did because almost everyone did his best after. Uh, like for me, um, I won like couple tens in each race so that was pretty cool because it's pretty hard to do like the same race uh, on friday and then on saturday and get better so i think a lot of people just learned from their mistake on friday and did way better on saturday uh against like the defending champion so that was that was pretty cool what did you do on monday tuesday wednesday thursday like what kind of what, what was the week like beforehand um we didn't i mean except thursday thursday was a, like easy practice uh but then before it was just like a normal normal week normal. of training uh so i think monday we did a curl set in the afternoon a five free curl set that was pretty hard uh tuesday we did a long call session uh with like some im works Wednesday, we had double practices. I mean, just like a normal week of training, uh, nothing yeah. very different. I don't know for the sprint group, but for Bob's group, at, at least we had only Thursday, uh, which was like an easy practice. When I say easy practice, it's still like a six, six K, I think, long course. Uh, no, that was short course actually. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, we were not that much rested though. Like that's why we were like all surprised by, by those like sessions.
Grant, I want to I want to talk about the the team and you've been at ASU for a number of years now and have seen such a progression, right? And here you are in, in your super senior year here with uh <laughs> With with the number one team with a with a crazy dual meet and I'm sure big goals for NCAA. So can you just talk about like the the mindset of this team first on this year? I want to get into where the program has come because uh, you know it was almost cut 15 years ago and had to get funded by uh, you know alumni and and such. And I even had a teammate that I was training with at the time, Nick Brunelli, who's an ASU alum who was involved in. Uh, you know, got involved in, in, in that and uh, trying to figure out how to save ASU men's swimming. And like, man, for all the people that, that made that happen and chipped in at that time, you guys are, are, are the fruits of their labor right now. And I would imagine that now seeing the success of this team, it's, it's such a connection to, you know, the alumni support and the program as a whole. Can you just talk about like what your experience has been like over the course of a few years and what's different about the team and the mindset of this team this year with as high of a performer performance as you guys are showing now? Yeah, I, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head with like where it started with guys like Nick Brunelli, who like really saw success in this program and, and believed in bringing it back. And also just the alumni that are currently you know, still with us, we have some alumni in the area, uh, Patrick Park, Simon Percy, Michael Orr, uh, Reed Elliott as well. Like we just had um, Patrick Park speak to the entire team, really motivational message and, and just really an opportunity for, you know, I, I swam with him uh, on my freshman year. But a lot of the other guys are just like, who's this bozo that's looking good on right now? Um, but then like after after hearing him talk and after connecting with him for a little bit, he able to see our session of, of practice that day you know it was really exciting a whole men's team practice as well a lot of a lot of excitement uh leon got to perform that day as well too so that was cool to see like our, our team just go against each other as well and uh, it, it's it's really been a phenomenal like just improvement over time you know when i came here it was to kind of create something that we have today to have that vision to hold that vision with coach bowman and i remember vividly sitting down in his his office and pretty much explaining that's the reason why I, I'm looking here and why I wanted to come here was the shared belief that both of us have and what I wanted to turn this help to help turn this program into. And, you know, there was a lot of weeding out, I think when we first got here, I'm, I'm sure Bob has, has more of that to the nth degree of, you know, there was a lot of turnover that had to happen that was necessary, but it was really just getting the pieces, the right pieces of the puzzle here. And then we could put them in place once they were here, because up until that point, it was, this swimmer from these coaches, this swimmer from these coaches, from this this area, that area, this purpose, this passion. And it just wasn't aligning with the vision of what we were really trying to take this program to. And a lot of the people in my class of the fall of 2017, uh, Eminor Dean, Eric Lanning, Evan Carlson, Cam Curry, uh, they, they really held true to that. Aaron Beauchamp. Uh, I mean, but a testament of it is that I came in with a class of, I believe it was 12 men and two three of us ended up graduating um, from ASU or just continuing swimming at all. And so just that, that rate of finding the people that wanted to be here was a huge part of the puzzle. And I think my sophomore year was really when we started bringing in people on recruiting and, and started to see the results pretty immediately of, of what we would, what we can do with the people who want to be here, who have a purpose and passion to be here. And just everyone, everyone top to bottom on the team this, this year. Now it, it just makes, it makes my job, honestly, as a leader, um, and, and one of the older guys on the team 
significantly better. Um, it just makes it significantly easier as well because everyone on this on the team is a leader in their own rights, whether it's leading by example, by verbally, um, socially, academically, whatever it is, athletically, physically. Everyone has leadership traits and capabilities. And uh, up until last year, I think that transition really started to turn over. Uh, couldn't say it until the last two years and, and really couldn't believe that either. Um, maybe could, you know, say like, oh, yeah, we got some leaders on the team, but kind of have to like bite down on my tongue and like hold hold my tongue on some people there too. But now it's just top to bottom. Like everyone wants mm-hmm. to learn. Uh, the freshmen this year, I can't say enough good things about. Uh, they're just incredible at how much they want to learn, how excited they are to be here, how much they want to be here, how much they want to help everyone and just being like sponges every day, absorbing it, everything they wanted to do, everything that they can try to do to get better and improve more on. And so it's really just an aspect of that that I think is is the night and day. You know, my freshman year, there was so much resist, resistance to what we were trying to accomplish, and that's just make each other better. And now it's just so much better, just so, so much more easier to facilitate of everyone going in the same same trajectory, same, same path, purpose, and same goal of being the best we can be. And then, honestly, having the winning being a byproduct. I think we've thought about winning the least amount this year, and we've been seeing a lot more success than ever before. Yeah, um, obviously the cohesiveness, like you said, has got to play a huge role in not only the team success, but the dynamics, but also the culture. And the culture is starting to, looks like, expand even more as the pro group also expands. Could you discuss a little bit more about the pro group and, and how the addition of that and the growth of that is also potentially contributing to the college success grant? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It, it's it, it only has to benefit uh, everyone here. You know, when I when I get to train with Ryan Held every day, um, I've known him for several years, uh, at this point almost a decade. I mean, he was recruiting me to go to NC State, and now he's joined us out here at ASU. So that's kind of a kind of a cool little full circle moment for us, and I think a telltale sign of you know how the the fluctuation of power and dynamics of college swimming has gone. Of like where I was looking, where I ended up, and now someone who was in my spot of kind of joining a rising program now realizing where he wants to be to improve. Um, I think it says a lot of about that for other recruits, younger guys looking at colleges too. And it's just an aspect of, you know, you have Olivia Smaliga. Um, I fortunately, she was actually my zone select camp mentor um, in 2013. So I've known her for like actually a decade, which is crazy. Um, and really cool sharing this journey now together as well. And uh, Jay Lillian, meeting him up in 2018 at one of Bob's Olympic training camp um, in the at Colorado, Colorado Springs um, and befriending him there and maintaining that the whole way through. Um, it's just really neat. We got guys like Xander Skinner as well uh, joining our group from he, he came from McKendree. Uh, he's just been a huge positive influence. You know, he's not um, the top times on all of his events, but he wants to get better. He pushes me to get better. He challenges everyone every day. And he's just a huge positive influence on, on the regular. So it's just great. And, and obviously, I, I, I don't have too much interaction with Chase. But to see Reagan on the daily um, competing and representing just the United States in the best way possible, just pushing the guys in the group, Haley Flickinger as well. I mean, you, you just see these, the pinnacle of performance, especially in, in our sport, um, whether male or female. And, you know, they're just challenging anyone in the pool at any, in any way, shape or form. And just pushing themselves constantly. I mean, I think Reagan's in the weight room, like, the longest out of everyone. And she's so methodical with everything she does. 
I've never heard her complain. She always has a good attitude. She's honest. And yeah, some of the time the, the work's hard, no doubt. Um, more often than not, the work is very hard. Um, but she always has a good attitude and, and comes away with it knowing that she's trying to improve herself and very thankful for the environment that she has around it. And I think just talking with some of the pros too, it's nice to have that college environment. So where it's not just, you know, eight or seven pros training separately for on the coach on the deck that day, in addition to the coaching practices. And I know talking with Bob, my entire time being here, like it, it helps their mentality and emotional state too. They're not spending eight hours of a day on a pool deck, just practice after practice, small break practice after practice again, and having to design all these plans, but having everyone kind of cohesively come together and, you know, obviously like Reagan and Haley and Chase and Jay aren't going to be tapering for Pac-12s and, and NCAAs. Um, but figuring out their plan within that, like for the months of October, November, like we're together, August, like we're together, September, January, February, and then like the differentiation come from that. And that's what makes Bob and Herbie such mm-hmm. phenomenal coaches is they can make that, that change seamless and different. Like on Friday, uh, I know I saw Xander in the locker room and him and Ryan and Olivia had a very challenging workout Friday morning um, while we, some of the group had us wake up swim. Some of the group slept, other groups slept in. And it's just that they had three different cycles going that morning um, with the end goal of everyone getting better. And I definitely think after Friday finished, uh, everyone got better. That's for sure. Leon, could you tell us a little bit about maybe the, the 400 IM training dynamics? I can imagine this great environment with Chase and Jay, and then maybe, I don't know, uh, Haley beating you guys every now and again, or maybe Reagan putting up some amazing splits and maybe, you know, outlifting people from what Grant's describing. I remember when we were talking with Reagan, she never lifted weights in her life. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit more about how, how the IM group is. Yeah, I think what's crazy about like here, what is crazy about here is that like if you're a freshman here, you're going to train with like about 10 Olympic medalists in the same pool. And you're going to like train with them. You're, you're going to talk to them. You're going to like, they're like human and you're going to feel it. And it's like pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, of course, like the level of practice is just insane. Like Reagan is just the beast in practice. I've never seen that before. Um, Haley, the same thing. Even if Haley is like training a little bit less this year, uh, she's just, she's just insane. Um, then Chase, crazy too. Jay is just so cool. I mean, everyone is just like in the same, going in the same direction, uh, even if you're like uh, in college or, or as a pro. So it's pretty cool. And every day you have to fight for 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 your life <laughs> at training uh, because it's very hard and the level is very high. Um, but also like the freshmen, like Grant said, they're all like crazy fast too. Um, they've been improving so much in like three months. Uh, because of that, because like we have Chase in the group, because we have Jay, uh, we have Reagan, and we don't we don't want to be uh, slower than Reagan at practice. So and it's pretty hard to do, but <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just crazy mentality um, overall in the in the group. Hey, do you guys have the opposite kind of person at ASU, though? the person who is just you know not always coming? Touching the wall in practice first, not always there, but you know, he drops or she drops it when it's ready on race day. Like they can get up and race, but they aren't necessarily there in practice. So, you know, do you have that kind of opposite mentality or not? Most of you guys have kind of same mentality good trainers, good racers. 
Yeah, I'd say everyone. Great. I mean, I think I think the one of the big things here is you you compete at the level that you train at, and you prepare. Your your results are how you train and prepare on a daily basis, and really top to bottom. I mean, I I know in like in sprint group, one day in the back, like in um in short course yards, we had I think fourteen guys in the group, and all of us had multiple reps of 50s under 20.4 from a push. And I just kind of like sat there and I was like, what actually just happened? Like, <laughs> like just, just like moment and step back, like how did that actually just happen? Like we had 14 guys from freshman to six years, super senior me yeah. times. And it's just pretty insane to think about that. I mean, just going those times top to bottom. And then when you get to meets, like, I hear over the intercom on Saturday, like the, our, our relay won the two medley. I thought I swam pretty well. I felt pretty confident in my split and it was like 18, six. I was like, wow, like, yeah, that's, that's pretty solid. Like I was kind of hoping, like felt like it was like kind of an 18, two, um, even though I've only been that like two or three times, like in my life, I tell myself, I know what that feels like. And, uh, then I hear over the, um, Oh, but freshman Johnny Kulo with the fastest time of the day, 18, six. Oh, and it's like, all right, I will sit back down now, and I will let uh, let that one go by and try to do better on the 200 freestyle here. So it's basically <laughs> like just have that moment of, yeah, he puts in the work every single day, and everyone who puts in the work gets the results. Like even uh, even one of uh, Leon's Leon's roommates, one of uh, the guys I enjoy the most on the team too, Jackson Stallworth. Like he was talking to me after the after the meet. He swam an exhibition 100 backstroke. And went a 49-1, and he was like, yeah, I didn't expect to go 49-4 until, like, a couple weeks from now. And I was like, I, I expected you to go that time. Like, by all means, like, you've been putting in the work. You're disciplined. You work hard. Like, sure, it might not be a 45-7, like, what Jack Dolan's going, but you're improving at your own rate, and you're doing the work you need to do to improve yourself. And just time and time again, you can go through each person on their own learning curve and their own path and getting better each time, for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, I remember my college coach, David Marsh, saying once when I was comparing myself for like chasing certain people on the team and him redirecting my point of view and saying, I want you to be chasing these guys who are leaps and bounds ahead of where you are right now, like Fred Biscay, Ryan Wakamurka, some of these guys who are like top finals at NCAAs. And, you know, that really changed my thought process on where I should be setting expectations and it was still okay to be where I was at that point in time. But I think that long-term framing is what set me up for, you know, a longer term success. And so it's, it's, it's great to hear that you've got that kind of, you know, cohesion as a team, but also like camaraderie and, and helpful nature of other people on the team, just coming together and being aware of where each other is in their season where they are in their careers what it is that they're working on what are their strengths their weaknesses and to be able to recognize those small improvements because as we all know as a a sport that is becoming more frequent and and have more awareness used to be kind of a once every four year thing or you know like we train for so long to save up for that competition and to have to wait for that long, you have to recognize those small goals, those small achievements that you have in training. And that extra little boost that you get from a teammate can be so meaningful to help you, you know, ultimately get through the hard days to get to that big goal. Mm -hmm. Um, Leon, I'm curious for you, 
coming into a new training environment in a new country, what was the hardest adjustment? There's always hard adjustments to a new training environment and, and college swimming. And, you know, obviously you came in with a different level of ability, but also a, a, a set of circumstances that, you know, a lot of Americans don't come into a college program with. What was the hardest adjustment for you? Yeah, um, I think it was not too bad for me because I came with like no expectation. Um, I was just like, all right, I'm going to see what's going to happen. If I don't like it, I can just come back after three months. Like, I just came for like try for trying it. Um, but like when you go in like this kind of team, uh, it's like very intense, and you get to like you want to play, you want to play with it, you want to like get involved into it. And so it was not too hard for me. I think the main thing was maybe the language uh, for like speaking uh, and stuff. So like the first two months, you have like be very focused in class and stuff. I was very tired every day, <laughs> going to bed at like seven, <laughs> just dead. <laughs> but um, after those first two months, I guess it was easier. Um, it's pretty cool because you're like, the first year you're like in the campus, so you meet everyone. Uh, you're always with someone, you're never like alone, I guess. So that was pretty cool. Um, and I just love like the NCAA system. The thing that we have like um, multiple, like dual meet, multiple chance to get better. Uh, also, swimming a lot more because you can do like maybe four races in, in two hours, uh, which you cannot do that in Europe. Um, so yeah, just, that was not too bad for me, I guess. But I was pretty good also like on the turns and underwater. So the small pool was good for me. Um, and yeah, I just was just very happy with my first year. I thought you guys both came to ASU just to get a tan. <laughs> That definitely has a, definitely a benefit. Uh, yes. <laughs> disorder, affective disorder, or whatever, definitely doesn't doesn't come out here. So very far from the indoor Midwest dungeon pools. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, well, you guys, your tans look great. But now we're transitioning <laughs> to NCAA's again, and obviously, you guys are ranked uh, number one in the dual meets. Does that mean? We're shooting for number one at NCAA championships this year, Grant? I mean, that's always been the goal since I came here in 2017. It doesn't really change it. Um, they put a put it on a poster, put it on a label now. That's that's cool. That's cute. Um, it's 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 nice. It's a, it's an achievement the program's never had. Like it's it's definitely something to be proud of. But I think the group of again going back to the group of guys here, like the whole intent of coming here, of from when you're recruited to when you actually get here, to when you're developing here finally, is this process. I, I definitely say since anyone came here in 2018 and, and later, is really this development to ultimately reach the highest peak in, in NCAA swimming for our team, which is an NCAA championship, and then also just actualize your greatest self-improvement as well, which if we have every, every guy, every person on the team improving themselves to their highest capabilities – Again, the winning the winning will be a byproduct of everything that we're doing, and I think that's something that Leon's really taught me a lot as well. Is that like improving yourself as much as possible isn't selfish. It's going to help the team a lot more than you just always worrying about everyone else and forgetting about yourself. Because if you're not the strongest person yourself, then you can't be the strongest for others. And so, yeah, I mean, I mean, going into any, I, I doubt any team, anyone on any team would go into any. Um, competition saying that they didn't want to win and so that's our mindset of just performing at our best and i think we're showing that 
we don't go into every meet. We don't go into every dual meet saying like, oh, we need to be number one in the country. We're just going in saying, how can I be better? How can I be my best self? And our best selves are showing everyone in the world how great that is personally. And that's, that's my belief. What is it going to take for ASU to win? Uh, we know what both of you are capable of and on where you're ranked right now in your events. And that's given. But that's not, one, that's not what wins championships. What's, what does it take for ASU to win? I mean, I think we'll uh, we'll know that when we get to the meet. I, I think every day is going to hold its own its own adjustments, its own audible calls, and and yeah. you know just getting the strongest team we can, the strongest, the healthiest team, and just getting to the a meet ready to perform at our highest our highest capabilities. You know, um, John Wooden really says it well: perform at your best when your best is called upon, and that's going to be March first and March twenty fourth or fifth at the end of March, yeah. and. It's really just about culminating as much as we can all the work that we've been doing and bringing that forward with the best foot forward and, and just showing up to the meet in the best emotional state, best physical state, best mental state as possible. Um, I can't like necessarily speak for Leon um, on last year, but I know when I stepped into NCAAs, uh, you know, Herbie and I both talked about it. Like we were, I, I was definitely emotionally like very, very low on, on a, on a charge, like a 20% out of a hundred percent, like battery charge. Um, mm. just because of a, how exciting of a year it was, how new it was to actually be a succeeding, like successful, constantly successful program. Um, you know, I remember the first night of, of mid season invite at Greensboro last year, um, in 2021, I guess it would be, or yeah, 2021, the first night, we went one, two, three in the two IM. We won the five hundred. We won the fifty. We set a school record and everything. We won the relay, and I just like walked back from our event that Leon and I had just gotten one two in, and I looked at Bob. I was like, "That has to be the single greatest session in ASU's like swimming history," and he was like, "Yep, definitely was." And we got <laughs> yeah. That was only the beginning, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just the start, like of a crazy meet and a crazy season, and it's just kind of kept building on that like i uh i never thought i'd see an ncaa record in in a dual meet like that's kind of crazy like i i saw them measuring the um measuring the pool afterwards and i was like what is this like what like why are we why are we measuring the pool here and they're like oh it's like you have to after that happens yeah. like, wow that, that's a new one didn't know that um but just to be like just to have that mindset of going and, and wanting to get better like I feel like sometimes it kind of gets washed out of, you know, club meets and some dual meets of like, okay, like we got another dual meet, like let's get up, we'll get raced, like let's get rowdy, like yeah, rah, rah, rah. But it's like, no, at ASU, you use every single dual meet as a checkpoint and a, and a benchmark of how can I get better? How can I perform better? And Leon like helps me a ton with that just because he's such a high performer and just our personalities really click well. Like even before my 100 freestyle, I was – I was a little bit tired and I just like kind of looked and I was like, Leon, what, what do you want me to go here? And he challenged me. He was like, go for it, go best time. And he was like, just go best time. Just do it. And I was like, okay, I wasn't really thinking that, but now I am. And now I'm gearing like my head towards that. And so after the race, I like swam an okay time. I wasn't very happy with it. Um, but then I was like in my head, I was like, dang, I kind of let Leon down. And then on the relay, you don't listen I, to me. Like, <laughs> And then on the relay, I was like, I can be better. Like, I can definitely do better. And then on the relay, I went over a second faster. And I was like, okay, now I listened to Leon. Now I went fast. I was like, now, now, 
checked off the box there. So, and it just it just helps our team that much better to be like approaching every meet as how can I be the best here? Might not be my best, but how can I go forward and, and be better each time rather than just like okay, we're just like you guys said like that once every quad like quadrennial plan or once every season like all right yeah. when's March coming around when am I get to taper and it's like no that's not really how you're gonna reach the highest peak of what you're doing. And that's, that's kind of why that, I mean, that's completely why we suited up this, these past two days is to mm-hmm. help elevate ourselves even further. So. All right. We got to get to know some of the other folks on the team here. Uh, what, what, so I want to know who is the enforcer? Who's, who's the person on the team that can have the hard conversation and yell at you, but doesn't have to be PC about it. It doesn't have to be PC about it. Yeah, because like I feel like captains always have to, you know, they're they're kind of between the coaches and the rest of the team. But when I swim, there was always that guy who could like get in your face and give an f you, and he there were no consequences. Do you guys have somebody like that on the team? Um, yeah, you think I don't you? think there's there's not really like consequence. There's not really no consequences, but yeah. it's just so much accountability here. Um, like I remember. It was just two weeks ago. I got to compete against Leon, which we don't really get to do too in practices, um, unfortunately. But we got to race long course, uh, and we had one of our newest members of the team, QB Cost, join in. And uh, we were doing like four 100s, I am order, 100 fly back, rest free. And he missed the second interval. And Herbie was like, What are you doing? Like, we're not going to wait for you. We're not like, like he, like he started the heat before us. Leon, Leon got there pretty like close to when we were pushing off too. And it's I like, it doesn't it. matter if you're <laughs> a European champion, doesn't matter what, like who you are, like we're going when we're supposed to go. Like when we're, we tell you to start the race, we're starting the race. And after that, I was, I kind of like talked to Hubie. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Like, you need to be ready. You need to understand what we're doing beforehand. And it's just, like, it's just an accountability thing. It's, not really anyone being having to do that. Like we don't have to do that here. Everyone here wants to get better. And it's, if you're falling off a little bit that day, it's encouragement. If it's, you need to be have a little bit more morale, people are going to be there to support you. But yeah, I don't feel like anyone has to be yeah. like yelling at, at your face anymore. Cause those aren't the people that are, that are here. Like everyone wants to get better. And, and we all know we're trying to get our best. And sometimes it's just not there. Like that day, I wasn't, I wasn't really even in the same ballpark as Hubie and Leon, but I was able to compete and Leon was still motivating me. Like I was getting destroyed in practice, but he was still there to support me in my, like my path for that day. And I feel like I got better. Leon, who's the class clown? Who's the funniest guy on the team? <laughs> the funniest guy? Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of funny guy here. <laughs> um... I would say I would say Max McCusker <laughs> because I live with him. So we all like six boys in the house here. Uh, so it's like pretty cool. It's very fun. And I would say Max is just a very funny guy. He's from Ireland and he's, yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> Grant, who's the most likely to start a billion dollar company? Cody Bybee. No, Cody Bybee. <laughs> Cody Bybee. <laughs> no, we'll not skip a yeah, beat no. on <laughs> Wait, why? You guys said that automatically. What's he got going on? Oh, he's like, he's Mr. He's a uh, like real estate, Mr. Business, Mr. Yeah, Mr. Business, networking <laughs> every opportunity he has. Just like the quintessential snap and necks, cash and checks. Like, 
he's just uh, he's all about it. Um, very business oriented and just he he loves it. He loves talking about it. Like he'll rift on it for like thirty minutes. But oh yeah, he hands down hands down the the biggest uh, future entrepreneurship as, as, future entrepreneur as as we say, I guess. Well, Leon, now you know who to go to to negotiate your next NIL deal. <laughs> Rico, yeah, I would do that. All right, who's the most likely to be late to practice? Owen. Owen He's always late. What does Bob or Harvey do when somebody's late to practice? What's the punishment? Um... Definitely a stern talking to. Um, definitely yeah. that's that's one. Uh, kind of like a what for, like you kind of have to explain yourself, uh, I'd say. But it's kind of just the expectation that we have. Like not too many people are late to practice. I'd probably say like the guys that show up the latest are also probably Max McCusker um, for our group <laughs> as well too. Um, but it's just like balancing that, I think. Like – Honestly, there's not too much consequences other than just like you disappointed the standard. Like that's the accountability. That's what we hear. Like no one's late here. Like, and if you are, you have to have an excuse or have it ahead of time. So maybe a lamer answer, but nothing, uh, nothing too climactic there. All right, Leon, who are we going to be watching NCs that's going to blow our minds on the team that we're not expecting? Damn, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> I want to say, I don't know. There's so many same. Like in my group, I would say like Owen, McDonald. Um, I would say Patty. Even though he's late to every practice? <laughs> no, he's not late every practice, but he's like the most. <laughs> and he's so good at practice though. So, so good. All right. So good. And I would say Owen. Um, then I would say Timmy. Jack Westbrook. Um, he just take it out on each fucking race. <laughs> He's crazy. Uh, and then I would say Patrick Salmon too. Um, but yeah, there is a lot of like people who can blow out in NCs. So just watch out for ASU. <laughs> yes. There you go. I was expecting you to say each other on that one, but why don't we get into specific NCAA goals? Grant, just go with best time. What are we going to see from you at NCs this year? Yeah, I mean, best effort and performing as, as best I can on every relay. Um, I don't really have like a, a goal per se. I, I'd like to be the fastest I've ever been, obviously get under 130. Um, that's kind of entails me going at best time at this point. Um, but just, you know, supporting the team as best I can. I'm a big relay guy um, and just maximizing that as, as best I can and leading the guys as best I can. And, and you know, I think putting all of our relays in, into the top five, you know, we didn't accomplish that quite um quite so last year we had a couple that were like sixth eighth fifth um and like regards to like the four by two and four medley so there's a lot of room for improvement there but just getting an all-around performance as best as possible um you know a finaling and on all my events as well too and just uh trying to be the best version of myself i can be again like the winning becomes as a byproduct and i think like if i can just streamline my training into a better better spot then the rest of it will take care of itself you know like my my best times at this point are putting me right there um i mean last year like, i think i was second 10th and like 11th or something or 12th so you know just taking those margins up a little bit and moving them all into top eight mm -hmm. and doing the best i can to score the most points for the for the team um obviously some of our Not team records are 
So time up. You you taught me something. You here's what you taught me. Leon, what is Grant gonna do at NCs? Because <laughs> Leon's gonna um, tell us the, the answer. Is he gonna do best time? Is he gonna win it? Yeah. Yeah, right? he's gonna go 129. 129. What is Leon gonna do at NCs? What's he gonna Leon's swim gonna for be a, Leon's gonna be a champion. He's gonna he's gonna yes. continue doing what he does every day. He's gonna be a champion, and that's the mindset he brings into practice every day. I don't know what events he's gonna swim yet because we don't know. Like, know we don't, yeah. we don't, <laughs> no, we don't know what the team needs. Like we don't, we don't fully know what I'm gonna swim yet either. It, it really is like, what is the team gonna need? What what are we gonna do to be at our best? I mean, there's endless possibilities between like I'd say between the two of us of what we could do. But yeah, I mean I, I fully see Leon setting I mean, he he is he is the record. So being better than himself is just improving his time. Like I there is no like the catch-all there like Leon is if he's his best self he's the best in the world and I see that every day in practice and I've seen that since he stepped foot on campus that's why Leon's the man Leon how do you say record in French record record du monde I feel like that's your new nickname then Grant just gave it to you <laughs> no, my bon nickname, my bon nickname is baguette baguette big, big baguette <laughs> I always remember Fred Bisquet had a really tough time saying broccoli soup. It just came out like broccoli soup. (laughs) I don't know why. We were just at a Bob Evans one night at the Missouri Grand Prix, and yeah, that came out. Uh, So, (laughs) hey, Grant, tell me about the 200 free at NCAAs. It seems like everybody swims faster on the 8 free relay, obviously fresh coming in, but, you know, it seems like the two free at NCAAs is kind of like the 400 free long course where when you get to the final, everybody just races each other. That's what it looks like from the outside. Do you feel that way that like once you step up, it's about racing or are you still just, as you outlined, focusing on your own performance and swimming your own race and kind of putting the blinders on? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a lesson I learned a lot last year and something I talk about with Herbie is, I mean, it's pretty definitive when you see my performance from just in my own aspect and everyone else as well. Like the opening night of the 4 by 2 actually was pretty underwhelming on everyone's leadoff. Um, and I think it was, I know on my regard too, it was like Herbie's first reaction was like, yeah, it just looked like you were like racing Kieran or like concerned to take it out like because the rest of the field was like limiting you. And I was like, yeah, I, honestly, like probably when I thought about it, I, that's how I like internally felt is I was just like, yeah, like Kieran and Drew are here. Like I'm right with that. Like these five guys, I think um, who also, whoever else was in there, like, yeah, just like just kind of carried that forward. But I remember when I had, when I was at PAX and in any of the races and even in the morning session too of the 200 later that day, but specifically at PAC 12s, like, I had no recollection of anyone around me. I had no like idea what had happened beforehand. Um, I like the only thing I remember happening is they had misannounced like cause Leon had swam right before me at PAX and they had misannounced what school he represented. And that just pissed me the heck off. And cause I just felt like they were not like giving ASU any credit again. It was just like this constant storyline. Like it's like, we're here, we're showing out, but still not getting like the respect that we deserve. And so, like, that was the last thing, and, like, my mind just, like, shut off. And I was like, they're going to learn. Like, everyone's going to learn if they didn't already watching that 400 IM. And so just being in my own spot, that's all I thought about. And I touched the wall, and then, like, obviously knew where I was at there. But the relay that night, no one in sight. The morning session that, that day, 
I remember I just got I got aggravated because at like the 125 mark, I was I saw someone like keeping up with me and I was like, who is this? Like, this is just annoying. And then it turned out to be my teammate and someone who the world is going to learn about. I agree with Patty is, is or with uh, Leon is Patty Slamming Salmon. And he, he finished second to me and was second qualifier that night. So I, but then I was like happy at the end, obviously. Like, he, was, he was with me. Um, but it was like the split second of like, I have no idea anyone else was around me. Um, and then in NCAAs, it was like, yep, we're all like together. And then my time was like a second slower. And then in the morning, um, I kind of got back to that, like in my own lane. And then at night, I think it was just at the fifth lap, like I got out of my lane, like for three or four seconds. And I think that's why I lost the race is just like, I got out of my lane for that, that short instance. But on both the morning and the night swim, I swam faster than my um, relay swim. And I think it was just, again, like why we suited up this weekend was to like push our competitive peak to a higher level. And why I was kind of bummed that like Cal didn't ultimately was like it just would have been more fun and exciting and it just benefited everyone. And they have their process. We have ours. But it just would have raised everyone's competitive aspect to be there because I think like arching the main point long-winded answer i know but um when we got to the ncaa's it's like all right these are the top eight like we've never swam against each other yet we've only seen each other's times and then when we all get there it's kind of like who's gonna go first like who's gonna who, who wants to go first like who's gonna bring it back and it's really just if everyone just goes and stays in their own lane that's what's gonna be the, be the best outcome yeah in some ways it almost seems like the practice that you got this weekend is better for NCAAs because you're just out there thinking about yourself in your own race. And so I'm curious, Grant, is there anything that you've picked up from Leon? I mean, Leon, you won events at NCs last year and um, obviously a world title. So there's something to be said about the person who stands up and is able to have that killer instinct and just, you know, get, get the top step on the podium. Um, Grant, is there anything with that specifically that you've learned from Leon? Yeah, I think it's definitely an aspect of Leon definitely goes to like his own pace and his own metronome basically during the, during the session and, and lead up to the event. Um, it's something that I definitely, I get, I get pretty fidgety, um, before some of my events sometimes. And it's just, it's kind of something I actually really realized at, um, mid season, especially when, I mean, he's right in front of me, he's the guy I'm trying to beat and he's right next to me in the next lane is, um, I get up on the block like a little early just cause that feels natural to me. Um, just because I, I like that. I prefer that. And I just know I like the corner of my eye. And as I'm like, like touching my goggles, like I'm, I'm a little nervous and I just notice like I'm up on the block and Leon and like other, other people are like stepping up and Leon just like hasn't even moved yet. It's like we're rolling to his pace and we're going to like, this is his event. And I was like, that's pretty savage. I was like, that's pretty clutch. And I was like, and then like right before like we started, I was like, when I beat this guy, it's going to be even cooler now. But like looking back <laughs> on the event, it was just like, He's moving to his own pace. He's going through his own process. He's not letting any of them determine what he does. And, you know, watching him at world championships when he was there and I was sitting like I was while well, I was jumping on, on the couch for his race. But when I was sitting on the couch for world championships and wanting to be there, you know, I see like him walking out just like kind of 
check one step after the other, one step after the other, and then getting up to the performance and then letting it explode. And I think just away from performance too is what Leon's helped me be the better version of myself is he doesn't let swimming define him like at all. Like he's just a goofy kid, like at the end of the day. And I love that about him. And he's just, he's so lighthearted with everything. And I definitely take the, I, t- I, t- I take things way too seriously sometimes and to see how relaxed he is and confident and competent he is, is definitely something I've tried to include in my day-to-day personality and lifestyle um, ever since I've met him. Cause I expected this guy to come in and just be like a lethal assassin. And uh, I don't like there, he's just, he's just a goofy guy. And that never has a, not a smile on his face. So it's just, uh, yeah, it's definitely different than I expected, but he's, he's definitely expanded my horizons of what it takes to be the best in the world. Leon, respond to that. How intentional is that the whole pre-start routine? I say pre-start, you know, how intentional is from, from the ready room up to the blocks, taking off your clothes and getting ready? How intentional is your demeanor, your thoughts? Where's your mind? Are you using a tool to focus on one thing? What are you doing? Um, so the first thing I'm doing, well, when I'm going to like the, the room call, um, it's just like a breathing exercise. Uh, it's just like helping me like focus on myself. Uh, and after what's happened next, it's just like not not even thinking about all the people like what they think about me and anything. Uh, that's why I'm at like my own pace. I'm not even watching like around me. It's just like the lane and the wall, you know. <laughs> uh, and that's how I can be way better. Uh, by just focusing on how can I go faster and touch the world like before everyone else. Um, I've been, yeah, I've been working with a mental trainer. I was talking about Grant uh, the, other, the other day, but uh, it's been like maybe two years. Um, I started that because in 2000, I think 20, uh, it was like a tough year uh, for me. It was during COVID and um, I just, I was not improving anymore. Um, I didn't take a break after World Juniors, so I was like very tired of everything. Uh, so I was not going fast faster. I was like 426 maybe in the 4 a.m. Um, 26, 27, 20, 28, every meet. Uh, so that was pretty bad. Uh, so I started working on like my mental health. Um, and I've been like game changing, like actually like definitely like very worth it <laughs> um and since that i've been like having a lot more fun in like dual meets uh swimming meets and stuff um and i'm just more relaxed i'm just doing my thing I'm not watching anyone else uh i don't care about all the people what they are thinking of me and i mean yeah just i think that's like the main the biggest step i i took uh like my mental is so much better now uh, I'm still calling this guy like every week. He's like my friend, um, and yeah, he he worked a lot with uh, for for Manadu too. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you know this guy too a little bit. <laughs> um, and yeah, we I improved a lot on that thing. And this is I think this is one of the this is like seventy percent of the performance. Like when you go to like a final at World Championships, where like everyone is like very nervous and stuff. I was just like doing my thing. I was just like having fun, you know. So I think that's how how I did it. It's it's that's remarkable, and more people need to realize that. And but I also know it's very very difficult, and it's a journey, and you're still on that journey. I bet you know, and um, it's probably one of the hardest things you got to get through, and still getting through. So yeah, kudos, dude. Yeah, because we train like maybe five hours a day in the swimming pool, 
uh, but we never train our like our mind. So uh, I've been working on that since like two years. Uh, yeah, this is definitely like game changing. Clearly. All right, boys, we got some rapid fire questions for you to finish up. All right, the, the first four for both of you guys. What's the hardest race in swimming, Grant? Tender freestyle. Leon, hardest race in swimming? Uh, <laughs> um, I would say 400 free. Uh, Leon, Olympic gold or world record? Olympic gold. Grant? Olympic gold. Grant, coffee, Red Bull, or pre-workout? Coffee. Leon? Uh... Coffee for sure, but nothing for like the afternoon and stuff. I cannot drink coffee in the afternoon or I cannot sleep after. <laughs> All right, Leon, do you pee in the pool? Yeah. <laughs> Grant? Absolutely. Absolutely. Who doesn't? Right. We'll switch gears. Grant, what's the <laughs> Grant, what's the most effective way you've used chat GPT? Uh, wow. Uh, to <laughs> see how good Herbie is at writing practices. <laughs> oh, I'm, I look forward to looking that up. Leon, what will be your first world record? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. Too many events to pick from. Too many events to pick from. I get it. Relatable. Relatable. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Relatable. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Grant, what do you think is the best world record on the books? I think the best world record on the books is the 142 200 freestyle. I think once that that can be broken, though, um, I think once that is, a lot of people are going to get there. And yeah. Leon, what's the best moment that you've experienced on a pool deck? Um. This is pretty hard. <laughs> um, I think I was not on the pool deck, but I was in the stands uh, in 2019 at Wells uh, when I saw Caleb Dressel uh, winning the 100 free. Okay. For me, like, that was just insane. I was with my family there, and I was like, damn, I want to be like that. <laughs> that was so cool. Grant, what is the name of the fallen angel often associated with the devil? Uh... Lucifer, you got it. That's it. Leon, have you ever eaten deviled eggs? No. <laughs> um, <what's that? laughs> Grant, who's the greatest high school swimmer of all time? I'm sorry. Who's the greatest high school swimmer of all time? Ooh. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with my boy Ryan Hoffer. I'll say Ryan Hoffer. All right. Hey, you put up some pretty good high school results yourself there, Ohio guy. Appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. All right. I got to know this because I've heard him say it before that he doesn't do it. What are our chances of convincing Bob to do social kick? <laughs> I, I feel like they're growing. I feel like they're growing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's only on the upward swing. You're not getting like le less likely. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I keep uh, saying hey to him at meet. So next time I'll uh, I'll see if I can convince him to do it, or maybe we'll come by and see you guys, and then we'll 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 almost force this hand. 
Um, yeah. yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, you, have, you have the main two guys, and then and then Bob can follow us now that we've kind of warmed up the waters for him. So, all right, I'm I'm counting on you guys. Then you got to come through for me. <laughs> Um, guys, uh, again, amazing to watch what you're doing this season. And, uh, it's been fun to watch, um, you know, your careers as, as you've progressed and look forward to seeing you at NCAAs kill it. And thanks so much for spending the time and giving us some insight into the program. So we appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys at NCs. So cheers. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. All right. That's it for this episode of social kick. We'll see you next time. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. If you're enjoying Social Kick, tell your friends about it, and be sure to tell us what you liked by leaving a comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Social Kick, and you can find all of our content on our website,